welcome to another episode of You Want to Watch, a podcast where I'll let you know whether or not that movie you're considering watching is worth it. My name is Gabby, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about some of my Oscar thoughts and predictions, as well as me giving you some movie recommendations on Hulu. I considered only doing Oscar like reactions post show, but I figured that I was going to live tweet it anyway the way I do every year. So if you want to see my thoughts as the show is happening, you can follow me on Twitter at YWWpod. Um, and I'm going to be live tweeting the whole thing if you want to be annoyed by me there. The Oscars are this coming Sunday um, on ABC at 5 p.m. No, they didn't pay me to say that, but if they wanted to pay me to say that, I already said it, so just let I'll let you know where to send the check because I am doing some promo for you. There you go. Let's start with the most important category to most people, which is the best picture category. In that category, we have Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, and 1917. And I have seen every single one of these. It's what I do every single year. This time I didn't actually have to go back and catch up on any of them, though. I saw them all as they were being released in theaters. And I've talked about a lot of these um, over the weeks on this podcast. But obviously, if you listen to my top 10 movies of 2019, that you will probably guess that I am wanting Parasite to win. Like if I'm picking which movie I really want to win. I want Parasite to win. Um, because I just think that movie is practically a masterpiece. Bong Joon-ho is very talented and I would like for him to win. But here comes reality where everyone is picking 1917 to win because that movie won uh, best Picture at the Golden Globes and the director Sam Mendes won Best Director at the Golden Globes and then he won at the BAFTAs and everything. So if you are going based off of what has the momentum, what history has shown depending on what awards movies win leading up to the Oscars, what will win, um, it seems like 1917 is going to take it home. The one thing we have to keep us alive with Parasite though is that the year that La La Land was nominated and won everything leading up to the Oscars Moonlight came and stole it from them on that night that really wild night where they announced that La La Land had won the best picture and then it was actually Moonlight and it was very dramatic and I was very happy that Moonlight won because it's still one of the best movies in the history of movies so maybe uh parasite can pull a moonlight and win despite not winning any of the big categories at the other shows leading up to it i would be very excited and i will keep crossing my fingers that that happens but i will say that if you listen to my 1917 episode where i reviewed that movie i kept saying like 
it was just okay. Like it was a fine war movie. And I think I have come around a little bit more on it. And I actually do think I liked it a lot more than I thought on first watch. Um, I'm thinking about going to go see it again because it's been re-released in theaters um, for the weekend. So I might go see it again just to have a good time because one category that I do want it to win is in cinematography for Mr. Roger Deakins, who is a god at his craft. Um, I would love to see him take home that award. I'm sure he's going to take home that award. And I'm very excited for that to happen. I feel like I want to talk a little bit about what cinematography is because people on Twitter love to just think that it's when a movie looks pretty, which is not what it is. So technically, like the definition of cinematography very basically is the art of making the show or the movie or whatever it is. Um, But like, it's very much the technical aspects, like the decisions made about lighting and filters and lenses and the way shots are framed um, along with the director. And it's lots of very, very like the whole, all the pieces that make up the whole. Um, And so it's not just, oh, I think that part was really pretty, even though like the reason you think that different scene is really pretty is because of the technical aspects that made up the shot and that's the cinematographer that makes those decisions um so I do think that Roger Deakins did the best job out of all the movies nominated in that category um the other ones in that category are The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse which didn't get enough love at the Oscars and I actually do think that that would be my second choice um in this category but then also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but I do think that 1917 is going to take it and that Roger Deakins definitely deserves that award. The other categories that I would like to talk about a little bit are the acting categories because I think those are other ones that people feel the need to have very strong opinions on. Um, I don't know if I really feel like super strongly either way because I just think that the front runners are very clear of who's going to take every category home. So honestly, maybe I'm hoping for an upset just to make things a little interesting on Sunday because at this point, it's really clear that Joaquin Phoenix is going to take home the Best Actor Award for Joker, which is fine, I guess. Like Joaquin Phoenix is very talented, but also it's called acting. Like he didn't have to go so method into it and like be an asshole to people on set and kick a dumpster so hard that he dislocated his knee. Like you could have, he could have pretended because it's acting. He could have acted him kicking the dumpster and not actually have done anything. Like he doesn't deserve the award because he dislocated his knee. So Joker stands are weird. I don't know, man. The other nominees in this category are Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. And I just recently watched Pain and Glory, so I actually have seen every single one of these performances. And I think the only other one that I think could be like a strong second would maybe be Adam Driver and Marriage Story but I also don't think it was like an Oscar worthy performance I don't know I feel like this category is like a little weak I mean Antonio Banderas is really good in Pain and Glory I just like didn't super 
love the movie enough to like feel that his singular performance changed the way I felt about the movie. Um, so it doesn't really matter what I think in this category though, because Joaquin Phoenix is winning and none of us have to be surprised when it happens on Sunday. Best actress category is another one. We already know who's going to win, but this one, I haven't seen her performance. Um, the front runner for this category is Renee Zellweger and Judy. Everyone says really good things about it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it because I missed it when it was in theaters and I just haven't felt the need to find it or to like go out of my way to watch it, especially knowing that like she's going to take the award, whether or not I agree with it. So that's fine. She can have it. The other nominees in this category are Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Woman, and Charlize Theron for Bombshell. I would like to see Saoirse win it just because I loved her as Joe in Little Women, but I mean, it's not realistic. I I understand that Renee is going to win it. And again, that's fine because I haven't seen it. So I can't get too mad because I can't make a full opinion. In the supporting actor category, Mr. Brad Pitt is finally going to get his acting Oscar that he has never managed to win for his role as Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think I'm okay with that too. The other nominees in this category were Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci separately, but both for The Irishman. And yeah, I mean, let Brad Pitt have an Oscar. Who cares? I, whatever. Let him have it. And finally, we have the Best Supporting Actress category with Laura Dern leading that in her role in Marriage Story. The other nominees are Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh and Little Woman, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. If I could pick just based off of favorite people, um, Florence Pugh would be walking away with this Oscar because I really loved her as Amy and I just love her as an actress in general. I think she's so talented, but I think she has so many years where she's going to give us amazing performances to win the Oscar. Um, I really liked Laura Dern in Marriage Story. I don't know if I like feel like any performance in that movie really was Oscar worthy, though. It sounds like a weird thing to say, considering I really loved that movie. And even like from a technical standpoint, from acting standpoint, I really did love it. I just I'm like surprised that it's getting so many Oscar nominations for acting when I kind of felt like they were good, but it wasn't Oscar worthy. I don't know. It's just my personal opinion. That's fine. Um, I really did like Scarlett Johansson's performance in Jojo Rabbit. I wouldn't be upset to see her win there. I'm telling you, if you listened to the episode where I reviewed that and I talked about how I cried at that shot with the shoes. Um, yeah, I still think about it a lot. And I think about her performance in that more than I think about her performance in Marriage Story. But that again, that's just me. That's me as a moviegoer. So Laura Dern can take it if that's what happens. And I think I'll be fine with that too. To sum up my Oscar thoughts and predictions is that I don't think we're going to get any huge surprises if anything does happen it will be in the best picture category and that is uh the last award that's given out at the night so we will be waiting a whole what three hours to see if anything exciting happens so honestly if you are interested in it 
find something else to like do while you watch it because nothing too exciting is going to be happening until the end. But if something big does happen, you're going to want to know it when it does so that you can either be mad or happy or outraged with people in real time. Okay, that is enough Oscars talk. Let's get into a list of movies that you can watch on Hulu if you are looking for something to watch on there. I will say that I have access to Hulu Live. So, I mean, I don't know if there are different movies on there compared to regular Hulu with ads. I don't know what the different levels of Hulu are, to be honest. I just know that I have access to Hulu Live. So these are what I have access to on my Hulu. If you don't have them, I'm sorry. If you are looking for something to have a good time and laugh at, you can watch Fighting With My Family, which is a movie about the WWE former wrestler um, Paige, and she's played by Florence Pugh, who we already know I'm a big fan of. I really enjoyed this movie. It's about how um, the wrestler Paige like, got started in WWE and all of that stuff. The Rocks has a part in it. And so if you are into comedies and like family movies and wrestling movies, if you like that sort of thing, I would recommend giving that a watch. Or if you are looking for a comedy movie with some social commentary, you can watch Sorry to Bother You, which has Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson in it. It's directed by Boots Riley, and it's sort of this like dystopian type of future, but also could really happen right now, setting in Oakland, um, where it kind of talks about like capitalism and race relations and lots of different like social aspects and topics, but it is like really, really funny. Like Army Hammer has a part in here and he's hilarious and there's lots of different aspects where it's really weird and really odd, but I enjoyed seeing it. I saw it in theaters when it came out and I still think about this movie a lot. So give it a watch on Hulu if you missed it the first time around. Another comedy, if you're still looking to laugh, um, is Booksmart. That is on Hulu, the Olivia Wilde-directed movie starring Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver, and it is about two high school students who have always just focused on their grades and not done like the typical high school partying things, and they realize right before they're about to graduate that they have been boring their entire four years, and that it really never got them anywhere like they should have had a little more fun and so they try to have the entire high school experience in one night and it's so cute it was one of my favorites of 2019 so if you haven't checked that out yet it is on hulu you do not have an excuse if you're looking for a wrestling movie that's not very comedic and a lot more dramatic, there is Warrior, which stars Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. This is actually one of my favorite movies. It's a movie I own on DVD. I only own movies that I really, really love on DVD, and this is one of them. Um, and it's about two brothers who are estranged, and they both end up in this MMA tournament where they're kind of forced to come back together and address their relationship and the reasons why that they had a sort of falling out. Um, it came out in 2011. So it's like really early in Tom Hardy's career. But I still think like 
this day that it's one of his best performances. So if you never got a chance to check that out, if you never even heard of it, it is on Hulu. I would highly recommend it if you are into drama movies, movies about families and like the MMA is a big part of it. It's why I first initially watched it. But even if you're not like a big like fighting fan, I think you can still get something out of this movie. If you are into rom-coms, then my I suggest Plus One. It's a movie about two single friends who agree to be each other's plus ones at every wedding that they're invited to. Because like over the course of the summer, they both get invited to a bunch of weddings, which I was like, how do you know this many people who are getting married? But that's fine. But yeah, it's very cute. Um, it's also like really emotional. It made me cry. I felt a lot of different ranges of feelings throughout the course of watching this so if again like me if you're like me and you like crying during movies I suggest this one it's also very cute um it's uh starring Jack Quaid who is in that show The Boys on Amazon and then um Maya Erskine who was on the Pen 15 or whatever show on Hulu um so if you have any interest in either of those actors or if you're just looking for a cute rom-com, I would suggest watching Plus One. If you want to watch a Joaquin Phoenix movie that's not Joker, then you can watch The Sisters Brothers because that's on Hulu. Um, it is a Western movie starring Joaquin Phoenix and also has Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed and John C. Riley, and it is about um, these two brothers who are like outlaws and assassins and it tells a story of them like going through this journey in the northwest and Oregon and it's a very like dramatic movie because it's a western it's what you expect from westerns but I really enjoyed it I got to see it in theaters at the indie theater here and I always like doing that um, so it's now on Hulu, though, if it didn't come out anywhere near you, because I'm sure it didn't because it was only at that one place near me. So if you haven't got a chance to watch it and you're interested in a Western and a Joaquin Phoenix movie that's not Joker, then watch The Sisters Brothers. If you want a Margot Robbie movie where she has actual speaking lines, unlike Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, then you can watch I, Tonya, where she plays Tanya Harding, the figure skater, and it details out her story from her childhood through the whole debacle at the Olympics. So um, if you want to watch one of uh, Margot Robbie's best performances where she should have received an award for it more awards than she did get um then go watch i Tanya because sebastian stan's also in that movie so you get two good actors in one if you're like me and you really like army hammer and you're interested in watching anything that he's in there is another two movies on hulu that aren't sorry to bother you that have army hammer in them one being Wounds, which is a horror movie that stars him and Dakota Johnson. Um, honestly, I don't really remember what this is about. It has something to do with the cell phone and like it giving them like weird visions and things. But I I really just liked um, both of them in that movie. I'm a fan of both of them. And if you are too, I would just watch it just to see how that goes. So Wounds first and then 
if you want to watch something that's actually pretty good, it's better than Wounds, but it's not a horror movie. It's a drama movie. It's called Hotel Mumbai, and it stars Army Hammer. And this movie details the true story of when um, these group of terrorists took the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel over and trapped a lot of people as hostages inside. Um, I saw this in theaters last year. It was very tense. I was like super stressed out. I couldn't relax the entire time. So I was honestly like kind of bothered myself by watching it in theaters because I couldn't just like take a break. So I would suggest watching this on Hulu over anything else because if you like want to walk away for a couple seconds or like look away, have some other distractions, um, I think like you can let yourself relax, not raise your blood pressure too high the way I had to because I was watching it in a dark theater. It was very stressful. But if that's something you're into, then you can watch Hotel Mumbai on Hulu. My second to last suggestion is if you are simply in for action and a lot of it, and it is Mission Impossible Fallout, which is the sixth Mission Impossible movie. Um, I love this series. The only one of these that I do not like is the second one because the second one is awful and I'm right in that opinion. But the sixth one is amazing. It is my favorite. It has Henry Cavill in it. So we've got two really big action stars. We've got Superman in a movie. Henry Cavill has got a mustache. It's a lot of fun. He does the little arm reload thing in the bathroom. There's so many cool fight scenes in here. There's so many cool car chases. I watch this movie when I can't think of anything to watch and I just want to have some fun. I will just put this movie on because I think it's really good and a lot of fun. Also, if you don't have Hulu, but you have Amazon Prime, this movie is also on Amazon Prime. So for some reason, you still haven't given it a chance. I highly suggest watching Mission Impossible Fallout. You don't really need to watch the other ones to have a good time. So there's no reason you shouldn't watch it. And my last suggestion on Hulu is a movie that I don't shut up about when I talk about movies that should have gotten more recognition at last year's Oscars. And it is If Beale Street Could Talk, which is directed by Barry Jenkins, who is the director of Moonlight. And this movie is about um, these this couple in the 1970s in Harlem. Um the girl's name is Tish and she finds out that she is pregnant and is going to be having a baby and her fiance is in jail because he was wrongly accused of rape and so the movie details her and her family's attempt to get his name cleared so that they can be together by the time the baby comes and um, the cast in here so amazing. I can't like Stefan James is in here. I talked about him in the 21 Bridges episode. I am like constantly blown away by his performance in this movie. And then Kiki Lane plays Tish and Regina King is in this movie. She won an Oscar for her performance in this movie, but still there wasn't enough love given to this movie as a whole. Um, it's really just so beautiful. I got one of my friends to watch it finally and she really loved it. Um, I just think that like not enough people had this movie be released near them and then the people that did didn't know enough about it to give it a chance. So I'm really glad that it's on Hulu and I'm hoping more people find it and are interested in it and then love it the way that I 
loved it because I just thought it was so beautiful and like the score in the movie was amazing. I listen to that sometimes when like I need to focus at work and to just like get in a zone because it's just so pretty and like calming in the background sometimes. So if you're looking for like a love story that also has some like social justice undertones and things that we need to be aware of and to pay attention to even in 2020, um, I highly suggest if Bill Street could talk. And those are all of my Hulu movie recommendations. I will be sure to write them all out and then put them in the description along with like rom-com or drama or like just a little like idea of what each movie is going to give you so that if you are scrolling on Hulu one night and you're like, I want to watch a comedy, you can just pick one of the three comedies I just suggested so that it's easy for you. Things that I am going to be watching in the coming week is Birds of Prey, the new Harley Quinn DC movie. I'm actually going to be seeing that. I'll already have seen it by the time this episode goes live, which is fun. Um, But I'm excited to see that. And then the To All the Boys I've Loved Before sequel comes out next week. It comes out on Wednesday. And I am so excited. I was obsessed with the first one. I've seen it so many times. I thought it was so cute. I'm so excited for this one. I love everyone in that cast. I'm so glad we're getting Jordan Fisher in this movie. I can't believe it. I'm so excited to see it. I still want to see Rhythm Section, which is the new Blake Lively movie, but it's already hardly playing near me. So we'll see if that happens. And like I said, I do want to go see 1917 in theaters again. So that's what I'm planning on seeing in the next few days, the next week before I talk with you again in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please let me know what movies you're excited to watch on Hulu from the recommendations that I gave and what else you have been watching. You can talk to me on Twitter at YWWpod and on Instagram at you want to watch. Catch you in next week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Wanna Watch. You can find me on Apple Podcast and Spotify, as well as on Twitter at YWWpod and Instagram at You Wanna Watch.